Boom Blast. And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post-game show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop, 2013 Danforth Avenue in the East End of Toronto. Clean Cuts, the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. So go see Skip and the crew, and as a wise man once said, tell them that I sent you. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto, or give them a call, 416-917-4833 to book your appointment now. Raptors fans, Raptors fans, Raptors fans. Not the game you anticipated. I mean, Terrence Ross comes out and balls out <laughs> against his former team. Raptors lose 113-98. And I'm guessing people are going to be a little fired up. Lots of things to be mad at. Terrence Ross showing out. Kawhi Leonard not playing. Some people upset about the rotation. I will be one of them. But, of course, send in your questions, comments, and concerns. And I'll try to get to all of that sure on this what we call the wrap it up podcast and you know first i want to shout out all the people that are tuning in live on twitter at shell alexander click the link there you'll end up on periscope where i can take your questions see what you got to say read those comments and take your questions as always same thing goes for instagram at sheldon alexander and of course special shouts to people that will be listening to this sometime in the future not live through the podcast version on soundcloud on iTunes, on Google Play, and of course on YouTube. Shout out to all the people there. Huge shouts to the YouTube people as the subscribers have just gotten up to 1,000 subscriptions on YouTube. Really appreciate that. Thanks to you guys. Hopefully we could have celebrated a Raptors victory while celebrating 1,000 subscriptions on YouTube. But hey, nothing wrong with that, right? Still got lots of time. Everyone though, what what do you guys think of this game? First, I'll start there, ask you guys those questions. What do you make of the game? And I'll get to those comments. But first, I would like to say this is a bad loss for the Raptors. And I get that. I'll start off by saying the Kawhi Leonard not playing. I'm not worried about that. I could be the only one not really bothered by the Kawhi Leonard load management. To me, that's not a big deal. That's not where I'm starting my beef with this. I feel like Kawhi Leonard is here for one reason, one reason only, and that's for the playoffs. And so I'm not going to get mad about Kawhi Leonard not playing on February 24th against the Orlando Magic on a Sunday afternoon. The reason why I'm not going to get mad at that is because the last game the Raptors played, a high leverage game, let's say, against the Spurs, did Kawhi Leonard look really good to anybody in that game? Because he looked kind of off, but he gutted his way to a big time performance at the end. He gutted his way to making big boy shots at the end and playing great defense at the end to, in fact, win the game. That's Those are the moments that I'm worried about Kawhi Leonard being there or not. Looking forward to another one of those games on Tuesday when they play the Boston Celtics. So this game, I'm not really worried about that. Load management, people want to be mad about that at all. Have we ever thought that if it is something, like if it was a nagging knee injury or something that he was dealing with, they wouldn't say that because that would actually cause panic? Have we thought about that? Like it could be something where... He does have a nagging injury or something that you do need to actually pace it out and make sure that he's okay for the playoffs and not waste those bullets now on a Sunday afternoon against an Orlando team that with or without Kawhi Leonard, losing 113-98 to is unacceptable. So 
that's just my opinion on the Kawhi Leonard thing. We can get into that a little later on if people are are upset about that. But at the end of the day, the Toronto Raptors came into this game, their first 60 games of the season, with the 44 and 16 record. Okay. Off to a great start. Kawhi Leonard, they're 16 and 3 heading into this game without him. So that to Kawhi Leonard playing or not isn't the issue here, right? I know that you need to have chemistry with your starters and Clearly, the one thing we're learning is that there is no, like, it's harder and harder for you to build the chemistry because of the the lineup changing constantly, right? That's cool, and I understand that point. And I'm willing to give Nick Nurse a pass on, on that aspect of it. What's the number, 16 or 15 different starting lineups this season? But to me, in this game, when you know you don't have Kawhi Leonard, right, you understand that you're going to need, you're going to rely a little more on Pascal. You're going to rely a little more on Kyle. You're going to rely on Gasol. This is going to be a chance to see Gasol get some buckets. I just don't know that, and I'll, I'll leave Chris Boucher out of it, but do you really need to go, what, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six guys off your bench? Is that necessary? Do you really need to play all of those guys off your bench? Powell, Abaka, Jeremy Lin, Meeks, and McCaw. I mean, Boucher played, so that's a six, but well, say five guys off your bench. Do you need to go 10 deep when you don't have Kawhi Leonard in the lineup? Is that something that's necessary? I don't understand that. And so to me, one of the things I've been saying, not only do I think that Marc Gasol should be in the starting lineup, cool, but part of Marc Gasol being in the starting lineup is that you're spreading out your starters minutes so that you're not going to have extended minutes where there's no Kyle Lowry and there's no Pascal Siakam on the floor. That to me makes no sense. And we saw a lot of stretches during this game where the Raptors bench was out there as a full unit and they weren't able to get anything done. And you can't really blame the players for that, right? Like Jody Meeks signed a 10 day contract. Jeremy Lin is playing in what his third game with the Raptors. Patrick McCaw is still brand new. And then you have Serge and Norman Powell, who probably haven't played that many minutes together at all. And now you're going to have them playing in a game together for extended stretches? I don't understand how that makes sense. I don't understand why you need to have Kyle Lowry. And because if you look at it, Kyle Lowry, Danny Green, and Pascal Siakam have been your three mainstays consistently in your starting lineup, right? Why do you need to have all three of those guys on the bench for extended periods of time? That makes no sense to me. I, I don't understand it. I'll, I'll wait for someone to give me an explanation as to why that's a thing. But I don't, I don't get it. And the Orlando Magic come in as a hungry team. They come in as a team that's been playing great as of late. Right? They had what? They were 6-1 and one coming into, or sorry, in the month of, of February. They are now improved to 7-2. and two in February. Raptors are 7-1 and one now in February. The Magic have been playing great as of late. And they come into this game where they're trying to battle it out and get in the playoffs and be a playoff team and they're starting to figure it out a little bit, learning what their rotation is. And there are people saying, hey, Nick Nurse has a tough job to do figuring out his rotation. So many people in and out of the lineup, load management, all, this, all these different things. You know what? That's literally your job. It's literally your job to figure out the rotation. So it, the situation is what it is. When Kawhi Leonard came in and he knew that Kawhi Leonard was going to be 
not 100% because he hadn't played in that many games last season, this was something you needed to figure out. And I know they added in a bunch of different players, but I still don't understand how you play all of those bench guys for so long in a stretch of the game. And that was where the game was decided because Kyle Lowry, shouts to Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry brought the Raptors back at a certain point in this game. And they were right there. The Raptors were really right there in the middle of the third quarter. And then, again, it didn't work in the first half. So why you did it again in the third quarter, I have no idea. But the Raptors bench of Jeremy Lin, Patrick McCaw. Again, Jeremy Lin, brand new. McCaw, brand new. Meeks on a 10-day. Norman Powell and Serge. That lineup got extended minutes at the end of the third, start of the fourth quarter. That lead that the Raptors worked so hard to get it cut to about three points, then blew up again, and it was an 11-point, 12-point. It was a double-digit lead. And you got to know that without Kawhi in the lineup, when you come back with your starters, your, your starters, you're not coming back with the same firepower that you would normally have when you come back with your starters. So the offense isn't going to be the same. You don't have Kawhi to just get you buckets in that situation. So you got to work your bench a little differently. You got to pace it out. You got to pace out Kyle and Siakam and Gasol, who had it working there for a while there. But there's still some positives to take. Because I don't want to overreact to the fact that they lost to the Orlando Magic. But hey, let's let's get to some comments. And I'm going to start on Twitter because even before the game ended, um, I threw out a comment saying this game was on Nick Nurse. Right? Fair or not fair? That's just my opinion watching the game. And some people follow to get your take on what these people had to say um got a comment here on twitter from someone named fresh la who says when did we get to Kawhi sitting out every other game uh i'll let you guys let me know if you guys are really frustrated with Kawhi sitting out games because to me again doesn't matter man because we're what was the last game Kawhi sat the last game Kawhi sat was before the all-star break right the washington game and what happened in that game no one was complaining in that game because Kawhi being out has also expedited the Pascal Siakam glow up. What I mean by that is Siakam gets more opportunities to grow and develop. Like, it's not just Kawhi missing games. It's what happens in a bunch of those games that he's not there. And when you take a step back and look at the, the full picture of the season, we've seen, Nor we've seen Fred Van Fleet work his way out of shooting slumps by getting chances to start when Kawhi Leonard's been out of the lineup. We've seen Kyle Lowry work his way out of shooting slumps when he's gotten a chance to expand his offense or look for his shot more with Kawhi Leonard out of the lineup. And of course, the best example is Siakam. Siakam came into this game, right? Let me find the stat so I don't mess it up here. But Siakam come, came into this game, his last five games without Kawhi, 25 points, nine rebounds, two assists, shooting 54% from the floor and 42% from three. All I'm saying is, as much as you might complain about load management and Kawhi Leonard, why is he not playing all these games? We like These games are about other things than just Kawhi Leonard, right? These are going to be the games where you're going to see Pascal Siakam. Okay, he's all right. He's good. He's someone that we're going to rely on further down the line. You're going to see a game like this where Kyle Lowry balls out for the Raptors. Lowry played a great game. 19 points, 10 assists, 4 steals, 4 rebounds. Kyle Lowry balled. That's a Kyle Lowry you want to see in that situation. 
Now, Siakam, Siakam gave you 10 and 11, three assists, two blocks, three of 10 for shooting. I don't know. I just think these are the games where instead of having a full bench unit, Maybe you have Siakam on. Get, he gets extended run with the bench. That way he gets a chance to flourish and be ball dominant, right? The offense runs through him. We got a glimpse of it. We got a glimpse of something else that we've been talking about on this podcast where if you start Marc Gasol, okay? You can start Marc Gasol and the fear was that you're losing Serge Ibaka because Serge was playing so great in the starting lineup. The chemistry that we've seen with him and Kyle. But we saw a glimpse of it in the first half where they moved around the minutes so that Kyle Lowry was starting the second quarter with the Raptors bench. And Kyle Lowry was playing with Serge. They were able to run that normal pick-and-pop game that we've seen work so well for the Raps. And why can't that be a thing normally going forward? Just adjust the minutes. Shape the way your bench plays. But to expect Jeremy Lin, Jody Meeks, and Patrick McCaw to all play together for an extended period of time <laughs> in a game where you're losing and trying to make a comeback. That's really unfair. That's just my opinion. Uh, I'm going to get to more comments here, so I'll, uh, I'll keep quiet. Um, someone else on Twitter says, Nurse has been frustrating the F out of me lately. Another comment here from Twitter uh, from my guy Trizzy. He says, nah, it's not on Nurse. The players didn't show up. Um, another comment from Be Well on Twitter says, uh, Sheldon, you keep hating on the guy who has been putting up different lineups because of injury. Guys are missing wide open shots. He did what y'all wanted and started Gasol, and the starting lineup actually hadn't looked worse all season. I don't know if I agree with that. Also, you're talking about the starting lineup not having Kawhi Leonard, who's a very big piece of your normal starting lineup, but... I thought a big part of Kawhi not being there, but Marc Gasol being in the lineup, being in the starting lineup, was it was going to give him a chance to look for his shot more. Because we've seen it all season with the Raptors, and the tendency of when Kawhi Leonard is in the lineup is when the going gets tough during the game, the Raptors have a tendency to kind of just pass the ball to Kawhi and stand around. Right? It's easy to, to deflect it and just let Kawhi handle it when it's tough. So if Kawhi not in the lineup and you put Mark Gasol into his place in the starting lineup, well, hey, we need those buckets from Gasol. And I'm not mad at Mark Gasol in this game. I thought him and Kyle Lowry had some good chemistry going. We saw them. They had that one really good play where it was kind of a give and go and give and go again to the bucket. You know, Gasol was finding Kyle Lowry for three. Kyle Lowry found Gasol for three. They had a really good run in that game, and that's what brought the Raptors back. I'm pretty sure it was part of a 10-0 run, um, which included Kyle Lowry just completely dominating the game. But at the end of the day, it's ball movement and it's passing. And Marc Gasol, the Raptors aren't used to it yet, but you saw it at the end of the game where they tried to run that big boy lineup where you had Gasol, Ibaka, and Siakam joining Danny Green and Kyle. They tried to run that big boy lineup. But the problem was you give the ball to Mark Gasol at the top of the key and everyone's just kind of standing there. That's not, that's not the successful offense that the Raptors need to be running. Like when Gasol gets a ball at the top of the key, he's looking for action on the other side. There's got to be guys cutting. There's got to be people setting screens for back cuts or you know someone fading in the corner for three. But instead what happens with this Raptors offense far too often, 
it's not Kyle Lowry running a pick and roll, then it's dump someone the ball and everyone stand around and watch. Or it's a two-man game with Kyle and whoever running the pick and roll and everyone else is just standing and watching. Once you inject Marc Gasol fully into the starting lineup and everyone gets used to him, but also playing with each other, right? Once everyone gets used to playing with each other, what you're going to see is that you're going to have all these guys working in unison, playing with the ball on a string. There's going to be ball movement. When the offense breaks down, Gasol is going to be there to find that back cutter. And we saw that a couple times. We did. That's only going to get better the more games that he plays. But this is what, his fourth game for the Raptors? We're going to see that. We have to see that. Um, More comments here. I see all the comments coming in on Instagram. I do, I do, I do. I see all the comments coming in on Twitter as well, so I'll get to these. Um, someone says, I'm not even going to, someone says, it's been 61 games. What is Nick Nurse above average coaching? I don't know if I'm going to call him an average coach. I don't have enough. I don't have enough to, to gauge yet on Nick Nurse and what Nick Nurse has fully done with this team yet. I, I can't really gauge that. Um, another comment here from Maria on Twitter says, Nurse still playing the bench as a whole unit. I totally agree. We've been talking about this for a while. The bench mob's dead, right? The bench mob's been over. So even without that, without that history of knowing, okay, these guys all played together, they all have the built-in chemistry that we saw last season, there is no need to play your bench unit as a full unit. Why? You can go, even if you're going 10 deep, which... I don't think you need to go 10 deep in today's NBA, but cool. Even if you even if you do go 10 deep, adjust your rotation so that you're going to have, especially in this game with no Kawhi, one of Kyle or Siakam on the floor at all times. But there definitely should not be stretches where there's no Kyle, no Danny Green, no Siakam, and no Marcus Gasol on the floor at the same time. That doesn't make sense. That's just my opinion. Uh, someone else says, I don't know what Nurse was thinking, playing so many players together for so long. Someone else says, Casey 2.0. Um, another qu- comment here on Twitter, this playing the whole bench as a unit thing is getting on my nerves. Someone says, um, I put this on coach, Meeks and Lynn on the floor at the same time as me. I totally agree with that. I just think that, you know, at the end of the day, I think at the end of the day, you got to be able to trust the fact of, you know, yes, you're bringing in veteran players, so it's easier for them to maybe figure out things, right, and play the game of basketball. Meeks is a vet, Gasol's a vet, um, McCaw's a you know, he's been in the league, been in big boy games, but at the same time, you got to get to know the offense and run offensive sets and learn the tendencies of your teammates. Clearly, the Raptors aren't there yet. Uh, more comments shouldn't sleep on Orlando they can score totally true Um, another comment should have expected this Orlando is eight and two in the last 10 games Orlando's been playing well but I'm gonna ask you guys this right are you mad at Kawhi not playing like would it have mattered to you that much more if Kawhi played in this game and the Raptors won or are you fine with saving him until Boston and hey maybe that's a question to be re-asked post-Boston game because for me before this game started I said I'm not going to be mad about what happens in this game until I see what happens after the Boston game 
Because if Kawhi Leonard comes out on Tuesday night and balls out against the Celtics and the Raptors win, all of the complaints that we're making right now, myself included, don't mean a thing. We're not going to say shit. We're not. So, I don't know. You, you can look at and critique what we did see, right? The players we did see in this game. And you got to look at it and think again. I mentioned the Siakam numbers earlier. He was averaging 25 points per game in his last five games without Kawhi. Tonight, he only had 10. That's not a good look. OG was in the starting lineup in place of Kawhi Leonard. OG was two for six. He had six rebounds. He was active, but only five points. Not really a good look. Um, Marc Gasol, I thought Gasol played great. You know, I think, I shouldn't. He played a very solid game. 16 points on 7 of 13 shooting. I thought he looked more aggressive. You know, I thought that was just a much more important thing. Getting him to look more for his shots. And if I look at this, uh, the Raptors stat line, Serge Ibaka took the most shots at 14. But in second, it was Kyle and Marcus Gasol, both shooting 13 shots in this game. That's really what I think you got to see from Mark Gasol, what was important? Making sure that he gets his shots up, he gets more confident, he's not as passive on the offense because you're going to need him to get buckets. In the playoffs, in the end of the regular season, when guys are resting, you need Gasol to get buckets. Uh, let me get to Instagram. I haven't gone to Instagram yet, and uh, I've seen, I've just been seeing it go past like crazy, tons of comments shooting in. One comment I see here, someone says, quote, Sheldon Sheldon, quote, I'll sit Kawhi for the entire season, Alexander. <laughs> I like that chirp. I'll take that. But here's my thing. We're not going to care if the playoffs come around. The, the main goal of this whole season, okay, is to have a deep run because that's the best way to pitch Kawhi Leonard on, on staying and re-signing with your team. So the only thing that matters is making a deep run in the playoffs in regard to Kawhi Leonard, Right? We're not going to remember what games Kawhi Leonard sat out in during the regular season if he resigns. I mean, hey, if you want to tell me at the end of the year the Raptors missed out on home court advantage because of one game and you look back at this game and say, hey, Kawhi didn't play and they lost, and then the Raptors lose a game seven on the road or something like that, cool. I might be here for that argument then. But as of now, resting him for no reason. Like, these are all very smart people that have way more information than we do. And I'm telling you guys that I think that they're, they're not just going to rest him or sit him out just to be precautionary, just to be extra cautious. Like, there's a reason for it. And if they think that, you know, the level of play that Kawhi Leonard, the intensity that Kawhi Leonard plays, and they know that, you know, you only got a, a certain amount of bullets. You only got a certain amount for an entire season. Why not save some of those for the big boy games and for the playoffs? Because that's more important than a game against Orlando. I just think there's so much more to, you know, there's other benefits that come from Kawhi Leonard resting, which we just went over, which I think that it matters so much more that he is healthy. That's the biggest thing. Now, the other part to all this is, Things have gone pretty well for the Raptors with this load management thing this season, right? 16 and four without Kawhi. Is that what the number is? Is that what the number is now? Sorry, 13 and five without Kawhi. Like, 
What more do you want? It's not that big of a deal to me. To me. Sorry. Uh, sorry. 16 and four is the number without Kawhi Leonard. I, I'm just not the person that's going to be there. I saw this from Michael Grange before the game. He said, quote, Kawhi Leonard is out due to load management. He's played 44 out of a possible 61 games this season and has played in one game in his last 12 days, not counting the All-Star game, and three in the past 18, ga- 18 days. So I get it. I see why people are going to be upset. But all I'm saying is, to me, the biggest factor, and this is going to, Listen to wor- the words I'm saying before you jump on me here. We're talking about a Raptors organization, a Raptors fan base, and a Raptors media that is not used to the playoffs being more important than the regular season. And in fact, the regular season not even mattering that much. Think about that. This is the first time where, you know, the Raptors have what? The same record that they had last year at this point? And what did we learn last year? The regular season didn't matter. It was the best regular season in franchise history. It didn't matter because the only thing that mattered was when he got to the playoffs, he saw LeBron, and it was Sweep City. So this whole, like, everyone surrounding this organization, Masai Ujiri understands it. That's why he made the trade for Kawhi Leonard. That's why he made the trade for Marc Gasol. He realizes that the most important thing is playoff time, right? But we're dealing with a fan base We're dealing with a media cycle that covers a team that is not used to the regular season not mattering as much as it normally does. So whatever the Raptors' win-loss record doesn't matter. And we're not used to that. Whereas when you look throughout other great teams, other teams with championship aspirations, right? Last year, LeBron James played every single game for the Cavs and it was such a big deal, right? Cool. Whatever. But if you go back to other times, you've seen Kevin Love get rest. You've seen Kyrie get rest. You've seen LeBron get rest. Why? Because the regular season doesn't matter. Because they're focused on the playoffs. If you go back to LeBron on the Heat, they had Dwayne Wade on a full program, a rest program, for basically the entire season. Why? Because the only thing that mattered was the playoffs. So how could they get him healthy to the playoffs? Do you think there were, were there people complaining about how many games those guys were playing? Maybe, but those people are uneducated and don't understand that the playoffs matter the most. Even go back to Kawhi's former team with Pop. Pop made a living. They had to change NBA rules to force guys to play or to threaten of fining them from sitting out in the big boy games because Coach Popovich started this thing where he was resting his guys, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, and Tim Duncan in big games. He is resting them because why? The regular season doesn't matter. And look at what the Spurs did. I'm telling you, the regular season doesn't matter. And we've seen Pop have a winning record for, what, 20-plus years? Because he knows how to work his lineups and rest his players throughout the season. As the Toronto Raptors, we're not used to that. Not used to having championship aspirations or NBA Finals aspirations. So it's a foreign thought to think, you know what? If Kawhi Leonard plays 70 out of the 82 games in a season or whatever, 65 out of the 82 games in the season, people are going to be like, oh no, why is he not playing? Why is he not playing? But y'all are not going to care if he balls out in the finals. In fact, y'all didn't care when Kawhi was stealing the ball off DeMar at half court with the game on the line and dunking for the winning bucket. But now we're going to care because he lost to Orlando? Come on, guys. Let's, let's be serious for a second. 
Let's really be serious and realize that this is about way bigger things than what's happening right now on February 24th. There's a reason why they're pacing him. Again, he hasn't played in a lot of games over the past year. Do you want him to play in every game down the stretch? Cool. Of course you do. But I bet you there's a reason why they're resting him. They're not just resting him just to be like, you know what? We're going to be like way over cautious and sit him out. I don't think that's a, that's the case. And even if it was the case, again, it's February 24th against Orlando. We need Kawhi Leonard to be at peak Kawhi Leonard come playoff time. Because most importantly, a deep playoff run is how is your best sales pitch to Kawhi Leonard. And that's what this season is about. It's not about game whatever against Orlando or the game before the All-Star break. And, and the other thing, too. This whole, oh, he played in the All-Star game. Why can he play in the All-Star game? You guys can't have it both ways. Because I'm pretty sure that the exact same people talking about uh, Kawhi Leonard, why can he play in the All-Star game, are the same people complaining about the players not trying during the All-Star game. Complaining about why the All-Star game is so boring because players don't try. Hey guys, maybe that's why Kawhi played in the All-Star game. Because you're not trying. You're not going full speed. The All-Star game isn't a real game. So you can't really be mad that he played in the All-Star game, but he missed the game against Orlando and missed the game against Washington. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. We're, we're all smart enough to realize that the All-Star game and you have shoe contracts and there's other reasons why these star players are at the All-Star game and why it's important for them to play. Like, we're smart enough to realize that, right? Like, we realize that Kawhi Leonard launched a shoe at the All-Star game. We, we know that, right? So you can argue about what's more important, releasing your shoe or being healthy, or you could be smart enough to know that he probably played, what, 15 minutes in that All-Star game, and all he did was jack up threes. <laughs> I don't even know if he broke a sweat. So let's relax. And hey, if Kawhi doesn't show up Tuesday against Boston, let him have it. I'm there with you. I'll be right there with you guys crushing Kawhi Leonard if he doesn't have a good game against Boston on Tuesday night. If Kawhi Leonard doesn't ball out in the playoffs, I'll be right there with you guys. But everything that I've seen so far, okay, and we'll go back to the, the Spurs game because the Spurs game was a great example of that because he did not have his shot in that game. He missed a lot of shots, did not look good at all. And then he looked up at the end of the game and he was a high scorer. And with the game on the line, Raptors down one, he comes up with the steal and the game-winning dunk. That's why you got Kawhi Leonard. Not for these games against Orlando. Not for these games against the Wizards. Not for games against the Knicks. That's all I'm saying, guys. Hey, you might disagree with me, but I'll take the chirp. I, I appreciate the chirp. Shelton, quote, I'll sit Kawhi for the entire season, Alexander. I like that. It's got a ring to it. Uh, let's see, more comments here. Maybe I should scroll back to the beginning. There's so many comments here. Let me go to Twitter because I saw there were some comments on Twitter. Instagram, I'm coming to you guys shortly. Um, let's see, more comments. Do you think this team is better or worse than they were at the beginning of the season? Uh, I think they're better, obviously, because Mark Gasol is a better player. Jeremy Lin is an upgrade to your bench. Um, yeah, if you just look at what this team has done, they've added better players. They've added... And you add better players, you're a better team. And it's up to the coach. Like, it's literally the coach's job to figure out how to use 
those players. Masai's job is to bring in better players and trust in the coach to figure it out. Here we are. I definitely think the Raptors team is a better team than they were at the start of the year. Totally. Um, someone else on Twitter says, even in wins, still think there's something about nurses coaching. Hope it doesn't bite us in the playoffs. The other part to remember, okay, and I know that I'm saying this game is Nick Nurse's fault, but the reality of the situation that we keep forgetting, that I keep forgetting, and I have to remind myself, this is Nick Nurse's first year as a coach, right? Like, this is his first job coaching in the NBA. And say whatever you want. That alone makes it a, diff a difficult task. Add in having to deal with a brand-new superstar that has injury concerns or that's such a sensitive situation in terms of when he's going to play, when he's not going to play. Add in dealing with Kyle Lowry on a daily basis. We know that's not a that's not an easy situation. Then add in injury, add in all the turnover. That's a difficult gig to have, right? But hey, it's what we signed up for. That's what Nurse signed up for. That's what Masai signed up for. This is a situation. So it's big boy spots, not only for the players, but for Nurse as well. Uh, someone says, Kawhi averaged 66 games per season in San Antonio. This season, he's on his way to 60-ish. Relax. Hey, guys, remember, all I'm saying is to keep, like, this is a game against the Orlando Magic, who are under 500 for the entire season. They're going to battle, and hey, you might meet them in the first round, depending how things shake down. Cool. But this is, a, you need the big picture. The big picture is so key. Because at the end of the day, if Kawhi Leonard played in this game and he balled out and they and he scored 30 so they could beat Orlando, we're going to forget about that next week. For real. This game doesn't matter. Much rather have him rested and ready to go against the Celtics. It's way more important, if you ask me. And... The only people that I will, you know, allow to be upset about Kawhi Leonard resting for load management is if you're taking your kid to a game. That's it. That's the only excuse I'll have. Those are the only people that I will allow to be upset about Kawhi Leonard resting for load management. But maybe the flip side to that might be maybe you should have spent a little more money and gone to the Celtics game. <laughs> I'm half joking there. I'm only half joking, but I'm just saying. Uh, more comments. I'm not interested in facing the Celtics second round, though. Can't sit Kawhi against the Gunners like the Magic. Um, yeah, that gets into playoff positioning, which is interesting, totally. But I feel like you use those big boy games for your measuring stick to see where your team is really at. Because it's fine and dandy to play well in close games against the Magic or against where what whatever, but you see what your guys are really made of in the big boy games. You saw what Kawhi Leonard was made of in that San Antonio game on Thursday night or whenever that game was, Friday night. That's when you see why he is Kawhi Leonard. We've seen the Raptors over the past few years. When the playoffs came around, that's who they really were, right? And now you're at a position where you're trying to change that narrative. So to me, I'll, I'll always rather have Kawhi for the big-time games against the big-time teams than him against the Orlando Magic. Just my opinion.
Someone else on Twitter. Thank you for the common sense. Big picture view needed with Kawhi. Obviously, I totally agree with that. Another comment here. The Raptors haven't looked dominant in a long time. Other teams have looked better than the Raps. Um, dominant? I don't know. That's a That's a subjective term. I don't really know how to qualify that or quantify that per se to me you you want to see i judge things by the high leverage games those big boy games like the spurs game was a game where the raptors didn't really play well but the moment was big that had a playoff type feel and watching them pull that out i value what happens in that game a lot more than what happens in a game with Kawhi not in the lineup against the magic Tons of comments on Instagram, though. I'm going to try to scroll up to the beginning because I really appreciate you guys always commenting and tuning into the show, so I'll try to run through a bunch of these. Um, right off the top, someone says, bruh, that's what we get for disrespecting teams when we decide to sit Kawhi. Good riddance. Another comment says, painful. Um, someone says, man's with no hairline hearing shout and shout out barbershops. <laughs> hey, man, that's okay. Uh, you can still go to the barber shop and they can help you out with your baldy. They can, they can, you know, keep it fresh still for you. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, another comment, easy stretch left in the NBA, huh? Which is a great point. That's a story that's out there right now or the, the stats. Shout out to SN Stats. The Raptors have the easiest schedule uh, left in the NBA. And this is what I mean about, you know, there's a, there's a time and place to be testing out these different lineups. And it's not when you're losing, and it's not when Kawhi Leonard's not in the lineup. It's when you're, it's blowout time. It's when you're up comfortably. That's when you're, you're testing out these new lineups. Not just on a whim, not searching for a spark. No, that's just my opinion. More comments. Uh, I'll start by saying F load management. <laughs> I think, would people be as mad with the term? as mad with Kawhi sitting out if the term load management didn't exist? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, more comments here from Instagram. Norm sucks. He should stop shooting. I disagree. Norm is a very streaky player. To start the season when Norm was playing, Norm was playing really, really well, and he's tailed off the last couple of games, and I really think it's because there's a fight for minutes going on right now. There's not consistent minutes anywhere for Norm. And adding in Jody Meeks isn't helping that, right? Norm, on any given moment, can go from starting because Kawhi's not there to being like the eighth guy off the bench. I think in the last game against the Spurs, how many dudes came off the bench before Norman Powell? Norm was like the third or fourth guy off the bench. So he struggles in that situation still because he's on this line where he's, he's tiptoeing the line where he gets the ball and he needs to find his rhythm. So does he come in the game and just jack up shots or does he take his time and wait for the game to come to him? Well, in his mind, when you're fighting for minutes, you might not have time to wait for the game to come to you. And that's where you see Norm get himself into trouble where he's forcing up shots and things aren't really looking good for him. He's in a downturn right now, but hopefully he can sort things out because we know that Norm is a guy who's not scared. And you like those guys in the playoffs that are going to give you energy, they're going to give you a spark on the bench, who are going to turn things around when the moment might be too big for some other players. So hopefully Norm figures things out. My guy, C. Brown, 
says, and my guy C Brown, we had the conversation about Norm all the time. He says, I don't understand why we keep rolling out Norm. Hashtag Meeks is better. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, someone else says, Nurse costs us a game. Shitty lineups and late timeout calls. Shaking my head. Someone says, nah, don't disrespect Norm. My guy had an off game. Another comment, by Norman. Norman. Norm Powell seems to be a polarizing guy in Raptors land right now. I like Norm because I feel like you know Norm isn't scared. And I know that's not an intangible that's measured by a stat. But one thing we've seen from Norman Powell, he's not shy. And even if the shot's not falling, he's going to give you defense. He's going he's gonna to work hard. He's going to hustle. And there's always going to be a spot for that in my rotation. Another comment says, this is on the coaching staff and the decision to disrespect the Magic by not playing Leonard. The Kawhi Leonard thing, we just went through that. I'm not mad at it. You Not having Kawhi Leonard in your lineup isn't enough of an excuse to get blown out by the Orlando Magic at home. It's just my opinion. Uh, Norm has been pretty exceptional, just not tonight. More comments. Nick Nurse takes an L tonight. The Magic were coming off a devastating loss and a back-to-back. They were hungry. Another comment, I'm not impressed with Nurse right now. Constantly getting outcoached. More comments here. Keep them coming, too. Really appreciate it, guys. And again, any times that, you know, you might see me and Mike's not here or Ola's not here or Q or one of the other guys, Beals. Shout to Beals, by the way. I see the video online bumping, circulating. I see you. But the reason why I appreciate the comments so much because when I'm here, I'm not hosting the show by myself. I'm hosting the show with you guys. You guys are contributing to this show with your thoughts and opinions on the game we both just watched and are frustrated over. So it's comforting to see all the different takes on the Raptors as well. So that's why I always make a point to continue reading the comments. Uh, On Instagram, Someone says, no issues resting Kawhi. I'd rather have him fresh in the playoffs. Uh, Emma says, Nick wanted to hit every possible combo tonight. (laughs) I mean, again, I'm never really for playing 10 guys in a lineup. Like, I just don't think you need to do that. But when you're missing Kawhi Leonard, you know who your guys are, right? You know who your dudes are. No need to play that many guys. Man's overlooked the magic. This is all Nick Nurse, knowing damn well they smoked us last outing. How soon we forget? That's a great point. Raptors fall to 1-2 and two this season against the Magic. And the only win was on a buzzer beater by Danny Green in Orlando. So, not a good look. Not a good look at all. One thing I did like, one thing I did like seeing at the end of this game, though, was you saw Kawhi Leonard appear on the bench. I saw him in the fourth quarter. There was a timeout when Orlando was making the run and Kawhi looked to be engaged with the team. Like it looked like, I'm not going to try to pretend as if I'm reading Kawhi's body language because his body language is consistently the same, (laughs) but I'll say this much. It appeared as if there was some concern just like, oh no, what was going on with the team? Right? Like he seemed, he got up during the time melt and he walked over and he was talking to Kyle and the guys. And it just seemed like he was engaged with what was going on. Like he wasn't okay with the fact that he wasn't playing and they lost. Yes, I'm reading too much into the body language, but I appreciate seeing that 
that could be a concern as opposed to if he was just sitting at the end of the bench or in the back. Because you got to feel some type of way if you're Kawhi as well, if you're resting and your team gets bullied out of their own home gym by the Magic. You got to feel something. So to me, that was a good sign because he seemed engaged. He seemed bothered by the fact that they lost or they were about to get to lose. Uh, another comment. The team did not practice yesterday, nor did they do a shoot-around prior to the game. Is this true? If so, what is going on? I'm not sure about that. I'd have to look that up. I'd have to look into that. But the other thing with morning shoot-around, especially when the game's at 3 o'clock, it's normally optional just because it's such an early game. Uh, but in terms of not practicing yesterday, I'm not sure about that. I'd have to check that out. Maybe someone else in the chat will be able to point that out. Um, more comments, though. It's a matter of the Raptors finding their chemistry and making shots because if they don't hit shots and get outcoached by Budenholzer, the Bucks will beat us in a seven-game series. I don't know. I still think at the end of the day, I'm rolling with the Raptors because I feel like the Raptors have the most championship experience. If you think about it, you have Kawhi Leonard, Danny Green, Marc Gasol's played in the Western Conference Finals. Kyle obviously has been there before. Serge has played in an NBA Finals. Like, the Raptors are deep. They're a grown-ass team. And I just don't know if the other guys, like, we've barely seen it from Giannis yet, right? Giannis hasn't won a playoff series, and now all of a sudden they're going to go all the way to the NBA Finals? I don't know. Can we trust that? Do we trust their supporting cast to just show up like that? I don't. I like the Raptors against anybody in the East. But that's just me. And the playoffs are going to be a lot of fun. That's the other thing, right? So focus less on Kawhi not playing against the Magic and just know that you're going to need all of Kawhi Leonard's load management <laughs> in the playoffs. Uh, someone says, I have no confidence in Nurse come playoff time. I mean, it's tough because we've never seen Nick Nurse coach in playoff time, so we'll see. Playoffs are all about adjustments, right? Because you're playing the same team over and over again. So it's about scouting report. It's about your pre-series like series scouting. And then once the games start happening, what adjustments can you make, right? Which matchups work better for you? So coaching is a massive, massive, massive part of the postseason. So we'll see. Someone says Nick Nurse looks like my grade 10 science teacher. <laughs> hey, maybe your grade 10 science teacher can drop some plays. I don't know. I'm not going to hate on your grade 10 science teacher. Uh, another comment. Kawhi still doesn't know the plays and he's consistently out. When do we plan on building chemistry? That's a great question. It's a very good question. I, and I don't have an answer for that, to be honest. There's, what, 20 games left in the season? So hopefully over the next 20 games, <laughs> that's the hope. But... Trust me, I'm going to rely on the fact that if you're the Toronto Raptors and you're going into any playoff series and you're able to put out a starting lineup that starting lineup I'm quite confident yes, I know Golden State is out here and you know, obviously Golden State is crazy and we know their story talking about focus more so on the Eastern Conference. Joel Embiid is banged up. Anytime there's knee issues with Joel Embiid, I feel like they should be over-concerned in Philly. Jimmy Butler, 
has been a problem everywhere. We know that Ben Simmons is a key to their team, and we've seen already what Kawhi Leonard does when he puts the clamps on Ben. So I'm focused. I'm I'm okay with where the Raptors are. The Raptors team. The Raptors have the players. It's going to come down to Nick Nurse. Masai did his job. Masai anteed up the roster, replaced a lot of inexperienced guys for more experience, more of a pedigree of playoff performers. Now it's on Nurse. That's literally, and I know he's in a very tough situation in his first coaching year, but the reality of the situation is it's literally your job. Um, more comments. Let's see. I'm trying to get through a bunch more comments here before we wrap up. Has anybody watched the Bucks play? They look like a well-oiled machine. I still haven't seen that from the Raptors. I blame the so-called fluid rotation. Um, yeah, I agree with that. The fluid rotation of the Raptors, like, I don't know. I think Marcus Gasol definitely should start. I don't really know the argument to not have Marcus Gasol start because I just think he's better than Serge Ibaka. I think he brings a, a much different lineup and a better lineup to the Toronto Raptors, meaning... If you're Marc Gasol, he's another player that you can run the offense through. Because what Kyle Lowry does a lot of times is it's either the two-man game with the pick and roll or it's pass to Kawhi iso ball. Marc Gasol allows you to run a different style of offense. And in fact, he is the prototype offense for what Nick Nurse wants to have an offense where you can run the ball, you can run the offense from your big guy at the top of the paint. He can either knock down the jimmy or he can make great passes to people cutting. So, I don't know. To me, the fluid rotation, I, I honestly think, one thing I will say, I honestly think part of Nick Nurse's hesitation to just automatically put Marc Gasol in the starting lineup was about Serge Ibaka. And just Serge Ibaka was such, he was such a professional in terms of coming into this season and understanding that he was going to change his position, but also he wasn't going to start some games. And after being a starter for the majority of your career and having so much success, the way that Serge Ibaka handled himself and then over-delivered this season and then continued to over-deliver when JV went out, I feel as if Nick Nurse kind of want, he didn't want to just quote-unquote dis-Serge by putting him to the bench because, oh, we got Gasol. So I think this was kind of a hat tip to Serge to be like, no, we'll, we'll keep this fluid rotation for a bit. But at the end of the day, Gasol's got to start. <laughs> I'll say that much. Let me get to some more comments here on Instagram. Again, thanks to you guys for always tuning in and sending so many comments. I I'm never able to get through all the comments, and I apologize for that. But just know that I do try. Um, another comment says, I would advocate for Mark Jackson to coach this team. What do y'all think? Uh, I'm going to say no <laughs> that, but okay. Um, someone else saying for Chauncey, like, why are we trying to fire Nick Nurse? Why, what am I missing here? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Got to relax on this, guys. The season is still going really, really well. The Raptors are still on pace to get 60 wins. Like, everything is okay. Are there Is there room to improve? Yes. Did Nick Nurse kind of fumble his lineups from time to time? Yes. There are also things that I'm, I've seen that have been really good things that Nick Nurse has done. One of those things is development of Pascal Siakam the way that he was able to put him in a position to succeed by moving Serge and JV at the time to the five. Great adjustment by Nick Nurse. The way that he is able to handle Kyle Lowry coming into this season, which would have been a very difficult one in the terms of how Kyle was going to react to DeMar not being there. Kyle's been pretty good this season. 
Kyle's had a great year. The way that he has handled the fact that, again, Nick Nurse told us on the Danny Green podcast that he's not really involved in the decision-making in terms of when Kawhi Leonard plays. This whole load management, someone comes to Nick Nurse at some point before the game and says, hey, Kawhi's out tonight. So that is a difficult thing to deal with, and he's handled it so far. Again, the Raptors are four games this year without Kawhi. Not mad at not mad at Nick Nurse on the whole, but there are things that need to be tightened up, especially once you get to the playoffs, and there will be such more such more of a bigger focus on coaching come playoff time. More comments here from Instagram. Our talent alone is pulling us out of games. Bucks play like a team. They're a well-oiled machine. These are facts. That's a really good point. But the one thing that I would point to is if you look at the Raptors in past seasons, the Raptors, especially last year, their offense looked like the well-oiled machine throughout the regular season. And if you look at the Raptors now, they're in a position where they are the team in place of what LeBron's teams of the past would be in terms of being able to pull out games based off of talent, that's where the Raptors are now. Again, I just don't think that as a fan base, we're used to that point. The Raptors fan base is used to every regular season game being equal, every regular season game matters, hanging up banners for winning the Atlantic division or whatever division the Raptors are in. Like Those are things because of the lack of success from the organization that Raptors fans and media are used to. So this whole, hey, if Kawhi plays 65 games in a season and he's resting, people are all up in arms. But if he was doing that with the Spurs, we'd be calling the Spurs genius. They're managing Kawhi's knee or his injuries that we might not even know about and making sure that he's there for when it matters the most. We would be applauding this if this was the Spurs or some other team. But with the Raptors, we're not used to the regular season not being a big deal. Tell me where the lie is, and I'll listen. That's all I'm saying, folks. Uh, but again, thank you guys for tuning in. I think it's time to wrap this up. Pardon the... I hate when I do that. I don't mean to do that, and I hate when I do that. Um, let me get to some more comments. Sorry. Because there's more comments here on Instagram that I want to get to. Someone says, Nurse put in multiple new faces all at once. I don't understand. <laughs> Someone said, got a reality checked after that L. Totally agree. Uh, the Raptors are the Spurs East, or at least trying to be. That's interesting. That's fair. Another good comment here from Len on Instagram. Len says, this team doesn't know how to move off the ball when Gasol has it. Totally, totally true. And that's going to come, that's where the chemistry comes in, and they're going to get used to it. And, uh, and I have faith that they will get used to it, because again, you're dealing with, other than uh, Pascal, but you're dealing with vets in terms of Kyle, Danny Green, Kawhi Leonard, they're going to understand, you know, oh, if I cut to the basket, chances are Gasol's going to find me. They're not used to that yet. So you're seeing right now still where Gasol gets a ball and there's a lot of standing around. That's going to change soon. It will. As more comfortable as Mark Gasol gets, you'll see all that stuff. And it'll be a great way to get Kawhi some easy baskets. Um, someone says, if Kawhi walks at the end of the season, heads will roll. I totally disagree with that, but either way, it was still a smart risk. Like, question for uh, who wrote this in? DJ Raymond. Here's a question for you. If DeMar DeRozan was still on this team and the Raptors didn't make that trade, where do you think the Raptors' record would be? 
And if you think the Raptors record would be the same, my question then would be, what would your expectations be for the playoffs? Because I guarantee you, your expectations aren't as high with DeMar DeRozan on this team still as they are now with Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green. And if you say that they would be, you either don't know basketball or you're lying to yourself. Either way, come on, guys. You make that trade 10 times over <laughs> for Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green for uh, Jakob Per and DeMar DeRozan. Come on, guys. But anyways, again, thank you guys for tuning in to the Wrap It Up podcast. My name is Sheldon Alexander, and thank you for joining me on Twitter live after each and every Raptors game at Shell Alexander, where we take your questions and comments there. And also, those of you that participate on Instagram live at Sheldon Alexander. But again, also, you can find this podcast on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on Google Play, and on YouTube. Again, high praise. Shout to you guys on YouTube. We hit 1,000 subscribers. Basically, this season, we're at the 60-game mark. We got to 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. That's really important. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and rocking with us because this is just here as a platform for us to discuss Raptors games following each and every game because that doesn't really exist on platforms that people traditionally traditionally listen to and use so thanks to you guys for making this a thing really appreciate it and i see one comment here that says um jeremy lynn said on danny green's podcast that when danny is not at practice mans are confused lost and confused not a good look don't know what that means but shouts to jeremy lynn i gotta check out that jeremy lynn danny green podcast i've heard it's really good um i gotta check that out i enjoy the danny green podcast when they have other players or guys on the team. I thought the Phil Handy one was really good. Nick Nurse one was interesting. Um, Siakam one was pretty good as well. So yeah, I don't know why I just did a whole long plug for the Danny Green podcast. Danny Green doesn't need my plug. But <laughs> either way, let me get out of here so I just stop rambling. My name is Sheldon Alexander and I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps postgame show. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, which is Tuesday, big boy game against the Boston Celtics. We'll be here. See ya. Boom, blast.